Are you ready to make positive transformation happen for you? Today, you're going to hear how some of the most successful people in the world have made it happen. Hello, and welcome to Transformational Energy Leadership with Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey. These successful people and Dr. Woolsey will share advice, insights, tips, and tricks designed to help you incite personal action. It's time to bring positive transformational leadership to your life. Now, here's your host, Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey. Hello and welcome. This is Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey, and you are listening to Transformational Energy Leadership coming to you from the heartland of America. Now, during this show, I encourage you over the commercial breaks, go to my website, that's transformationalenergyleadership.com, where you can learn more about me and my business offerings. And you can also contact me by emailing me at mwolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com or go to this platform, that's voiceamerica.com under the Empowerment Channel. And I'm on social media on Facebook and LinkedIn. Now, today's show is about deeply caring about others and really a necessary component to truly being transformational. And we have a special guest joining us today who has a unique experience in the hospitality sector with transferable lessons for all of us to really absorb and take in. His name is Horst Schultz, and he's here today to share his perspective on leadership. And here's a little bit more about him. Now, Horst is one of the foremost hoteliers in the world and has been awarded the prestigious Ishikawa Medal for his personal contributions to the quality movement. Currently, he's the chairman and chief executive officer of Capella Hotels and Resorts and Solis Hotels and Resorts. And Schultz co-founded the Ritz-Carlton Hotel Company and filled several roles there, culminating as president of the Ritz-Carlton Company, LLC. There, he was instrumental in the conceptualization of the operating and service standards, becoming a two-time Malcolm Baldridge Award winner during his leadership. He is the author of Excellent Win, Excellence Wins, a no-nonsense guide to becoming the best in a world of compromise. So without further ado, Horst, welcome to Transformational Energy Leadership. I'm happy to be with you. I am pleased to have you here as well. You know, I can't start the show without mentioning that the Ritz-Carlton, it's a brand in and of itself with immediate name recognition. And this really leads to your passion for customer service excellence. And it's really burned within you from such a very a very young age. And in fact, early on, it seems that your work ethic and desire for excellence really set you apart, if you will. So my question for you is, where did those instilled values come from? Well, uh, uh, as we all know, we are all the product of the influences that we had from people uh, that we that we encountered throughout our lives. Hopefully, those were good influences. But uh, I was uh, greatly impacted by my first in my first job. I left home when I was fourteen. Mind you, and I lived in a, in a dorm room in a hotel about 100 kilometers away, which was very far at the time. When I arrived in that shop, I wanted to work in a hotel business. That was my dream since I was 11 years old. I don't know why. But when I arrived at that shop, uh, I was met by the maitre d' of the hotel. He was kind of the, 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 the king of the hotel besides the general manager. But he welcomed me and I said, from now on, you're here. In this hotel, you live in a hotel and everything, you work in the hotel. I would like you to come to work every morning, not to work, but to create excellence. 
Now that went over my head when I was 14. My, how, ex- how excellent can you be when you wash dishes and, and clean floors? <laughs> but he went on. And, and I saw slowly but surely that he was a human being of excellence. He didn't ever walked in, uh, uh, into a restaurant without looking perfect and, and be, try to be better every day and kept on reminding us, you're not here to just work. You are here to find excellence. That, that greatly impacted me. And uh, in fact, uh, I wrote an essay about him uh, and I wrote that we are ladies and gentlemen, serving ladies and gentlemen, because I saw how respected he was by the guest. So I, I realized we can define ourselves by being very excellent in what we're doing, no matter what it is. It may be dishwasher, but we still can define ourselves as a person of excellence, as a, as a lady or as a gentleman in what we're doing. And that became kind of my motto because I wrote an essay about it. I got an A, which I never had before, and so it stayed with me, and it guided, helped guiding me through my life. I met other people that greatly impacted me, obviously. But this, in that age, when you're very respective, receptive of impact, uh, it, it really kind of helped to form me, thanks to him. Wow. So you found someone that you truly admired. Yeah, I truly admired him. And I, you, you, he tr- truly projected something exceptional. And it stayed with me. And oh, in yeah. fact, today, when I have, see, I have a situation that I myself notice, I approach it uh, technically or in, in, without much thought. I see him still stay in front of me. Don't work. Create excellence. That's how much he impacted me, and it kind of guided me. Well, and clearly it's made a big impact on you, and, and when you look at your what you've been doing with that, that concept of being excellent, you know, throughout your career in the luxury industry and as a consultant, what do you see as the most common myths about customer service? Uh, let me approach it from another side. Uh, the, the myth is that that service happens by itself. Look at, I see so many companies actually promoting themselves as service-oriented. We are, we, are, we are here to serve, we are here to take care of, and so on and so on. Yet, the, the, the reality is totally different. You run into an employee and you're treated badly by that employee. With other words, the organization, the company, pays attention to their product and have pro- probably has all kind of create processes to create the product, but they obviously have no process to create attention and caring by the employees to the customers. That is service. That, that is service when somebody cares for you in the organization who serves you, that serves you, that they care to actually help you, to pay attention to you, that they're caring with you, that they're nice to you, that is service. And to expect that that happen without process is, is totally unreasonable and silly. Yet I see it all the time. I see it all around in every industry, everywhere. And that's what I am, of course, addressing so strongly in my book. Service is created through processes, 
just like the other products are created through processes. Mm. You know, I, I remember reading an article a while back, and there there were interviews with the top maid service and housekeeping staff at, at hotels such as Ritz, Ritz-Carlton. And the question was, what is it that you do that really elevates the service that you give to others? And I remember it, it really stuck with me. One of the the respondents said, when I go into a room, the hotel room, I lay on the bed and I look at the room as though I was, I'm, I'm a patron, I'm a customer. And I look around and that's when I notice there might be dust on a the service that you give to others. And I'm, I'm yeah, wondering, yes. you, you know, stories like that. Well, and, and, and everything in service should be customer-focused. It is not what you mm-hmm. want. It's what the customer wants. Uh, and talking about hotel room, I still walk in, and, 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 and I did, in fact, this week. I was in a five-star hotel. There was a beautiful dressing room. And of course, they had ropes and everything. But when I and I put on the rope, and then I went for my shower, and there was no hook to hang the rope, so I had to drop it on the floor, and afterwards pick it up on the floor. Now that is a product that calls itself five star, but has no doesn't have the customer in mind, the, the guest in mind. It, it, it service. Service, a good service organization, in fact, any organization, should have the market in mind. That maid, that lay on a pet, she said, I am the market, so what does my market, what does my customer want? And that is what an organization, of course, must do. Not respond to what you like, in fact, but respond what, what the market as a whole want. And then, and then, then react individualized to each person. But by, by individually. Wow. Yeah, I, you know, and it reminds me in your book in chapter two, Excellence Wins, A No-Nonsense Guide to Becoming the Best in a World of Compromise. You wrote, if you think customer service is merely a desk in the back corner of the store, you have sorely shortchanged the concept. Can you talk with us about the grander view you have of customer service? Yes. Service and why well, that's, it that's the thing. In success. that moment, in that moment, I I I departmentalized. I I put a department for customer service. Everybody's customer service. The moment when you when your employee uh, faces another employee, then customer service and the rest of the employee are, are there to support this customer service, if you will. Mm. So, in in fact. The customer service has to be such, there has to be an objective for every employee. We set the objective for every employee that with your service, you are to convince the guest to want to come back. So it's not just, it's not checking somebody in or, or and, and no, it's, it's creating an, a moment when you care for that customer who is checking in so much that you're convincing this customer to want to come back and that is service. It's not after a problem happened to go to a desk and, they, and, and, and argue with them that a problem happened. That's not service. Service mm-hmm. happens every, every, every moment you mm-hmm. face a customer, every moment you deal with a customer, be it on telephone, whatever, every moment that you take care of them. Service 
it technically starts the moment you make contact with the customer. That instant, not a half a second later, that instant. And then so it should start with a fine greeting and saying, I'm here to help you. It, then it moves forward to complying and caring for the guest's wish, wishes and needs. Call them guests, call them patient, call them uh, customer, doesn't matter. You comply what to caringly for, to what they need. And it ends by saying farewell. And, and in the meantime, the whole organization is organized to take care of what you know the market wants. That's it. Mm-hmm. And not a desk over there. It's all about care and making that come through in everything that you do. You know, Horse, we, here we are, we're at a commercial break. And so what we'll do is for everyone out there listening during the commercial break, go to my website, that's transformationalenergyleadership.com and check out my coaching and other offerings. And we will see you back here in a couple of minutes. Stay tuned. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Fridays at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. If you've always wanted to take the lead in your life, but you don't believe you are a leader, that it's time to change that mindset. Leadership expert Linda Patton will help you discover the powerful leader that lives within and teach you the leadership skills that will transform your business and your life. Stepping into your leadership brings reality to your vision, and leadership can be learned. Find out more on Leadership Stars every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's time to transform your life. Start by tuning in to The Glenise Show with Glenise Hughes. Glenise combines business, relationships, wealth, life, and a whole lot of magic to create abundance and prosperity in every part of your life. It's all done through straight and often frank discussions in the best way that Glenise knows how. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Master your life with The Glenise Show. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Transformational Energy Leadership. To reach Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey or his guest today, you are welcome to call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, send it to mwoolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com. Now, back to this week's show. Well, welcome back, everyone. Now, today I'm joined by Horst the author of Excellence Wins and former co-founder of the Ritz-Carlton and currently CEO of Patella Hotels and Resorts. Now, we've been talking about work ethic, myths about customer service, and how we can all benefit by putting customer service 
front and center, no matter the industry or sector. And so, Horace, on this show, I talk about the fact that all of us are leaders, no matter our designated role. And it's easy to think that because our job doesn't include the title of leader or manager, customer service doesn't apply to us. What is your response to that? Well, it applies to everybody because we all, we, our living is met by customers or, or again, whatever you call them, patients, guests, and so on. That's how we make our living. Mm-hmm. So in that moment, when I, when I know there is somebody who t- really takes care of my living by buying my product, whatever that may be, or the product of my company, whatever that may be, then I have to understand, I have to make sure that that income continues by making sure that the customer will keep on dealing with my organization. I think that, is a, that should be the a common uh, in, in intellectual uh, equation that's very simple. That's very simple. So everybody is in service, and it's something beautiful. Now, I think there are higher responsibility there is another how how i am accomplishing it through leadership and and if i am a line employer it has to be leading myself you know everybody talks about leadership and points up somewhere with other words dismisses their responsibility in many ways instead of accepting the most important part of leadership is leadership of self so why don't I lead myself to be excellent in what I'm doing and defining myself consequently as a person of excellence? So for me, this I, is I, clear. Yeah. This is an issue of leadership, clearly. Of course, of course, management leadership, if you will, has a, has a, has a responsibility to help leading the, leading the organization toward a predetermined destination of great value to all concerned. All concerned meaning I the really investors in society. Yes, and I, I really, really agree with what you're saying. Leadership begins with the self, and it couldn't have said it any better. You know, um, no matter what occupational role we may have, we all feel, let's, let's face it, we all feel pressure to get results fast. That often leads to compromise, and we are very much results-driven. How do we walk that line between completing the job and serving others? Well, you know, the, 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 this, is, this is an interesting uh, subject that I'm, I'm always very, very concerned about because I see companies, and I work with many, mind you, and because we are result-driven in a short-term way because, look, uh, today in, a, in, the global, in this global world, the companies, and there are very few, very small companies left. Everybody's globally somehow connected. The headquarters is in Chicago. The business may be in, 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 in Des Moines. How do, does the headquarters in Chicago analyze Des Moines? They analyze them on the bottom line in a monthly basis. So monthly, Des Moines management is pressured to make more money. The concentration is on money. So now that they are pressured in the morning, they pretty soon start, start compromising. If it is a hotel, they may not paint anymore. They may eliminate the flowers in order to deliver what they are being measured by. That means a bottom line. Rather than concentrating, concentrating on what makes money. What makes the profit? What creates the profit? That should be the concentration. But that would be more long-term. We have no more time to do that. 
And that's the issue that you experience constantly today. What makes, makes the money? A great product, great, great service to the customer, the repeat customers, loyal customers. They make the more money, but to create them takes time. But, I'm, but the mm-hmm. measurement by some analyst in the corporate headquarters somewhere, they don't, they're, they're on, on a monthly basis, they pressure to look at the money rather than on the product which makes money. And that is an issue and a, and a problem all around. Yes, it is a big issue. I say the bottom line goes up when we lead with heart. And even what you're saying is when we lead with true care and customer service, when you really focus on the essence of why your company or organization is doing what it's doing. And that makes a lot of yeah, sense. Very, very, very clearly, it's, it's all a leadership issue. As a leader, I have to have a clearly defined vision where I'm going to take my company and my, or my, my unit, or in fact, a leader of myself, myself. I have a clearly defined, mm-hmm. I have to question myself as the leader, is this good for all concerned? Is this good for the investor? Is this good for the employee? Is this good for the company as a whole? Is this good for the customer? Is this good for society? Once I determined that the vision of the organization, the objective, the goal of the organization is good for all concerned, then morally I really have no more rights to compromise it. No more right to compromise it. I have to stick to it. I have to be committed to it and focus on it at all time. That's the model of leadership. And because and as soon as I start compromising, I compromise what I'm doing for all concerned. I compromise the, the future for the employees, for the organization, and, and the, the right thing for society. So I can't do that. It, it, it's only if I don't have a clearly defined vision that I have really analyzed, that I agonized about, that I will give up and compromise what I'm doing. Absolutely. I, you know, I think here's a good question that I want to pose to you because I think so many organizations, because we're global, because we're disparate, we're all over the place, that more and more businesses and organizations serve customers online through digital platforms, if you will. How do you think this changes the practice of customer service? Well, it, it, it really doesn't. It, it really doesn't. It, 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 it changes the individual meeting, but it doesn't. But if my online systems are such that they're market-driven, that they're customer-driven, and not a convenience to me only, I mean, what is the convince me when I just call a company, that, uh, a larger company, and you get a telephone. You don't have a human being. There's, a, there's something, some machine answers a telephone, and then you have 19 selections who to dial, and you don't know exactly, and it's not even explained properly. And then you finally get somebody. It's the wrong place. You have to start all over. You have to start all over. And finally you get somebody, and you put you on hold for an hour. That's not customer service. Now, the whole experience could be designed so you discern, you, you're serving your market the way the market wants to be served. That's efficiently, clearly identified, not putting people on hold forever. Call Comcast sometime. You wait for an hour, <laughs> and then you hang up. Then you have to start all over again. Now, how is that technical company serving you in the advertised service, by the way? 
So, you know, that, that's what it is. And, and if, as long as your technical your te- or your online management, your online service is geared to under- and understands the customer, understands the need of the customer, understands that the customer wants a great product, that they want timeliness and they want a sense of caring. That caring is so that if, if you get disconnected, why, they don't, why don't they call back? But they don't. Right. No, so in other words, the, technic, uh, the, 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 the design of the technique is only to serve the company, not the market. Yes, the speed to reduce costs, automate things, as you're indicating, it, it does open up the door for compromising perhaps in the wrong direction. Yeah, I, I submit if you, if, you, if you concentrate on the customer, the market will be yours, and you will make much more money than by, by, by the shortcuts you, you take. Right. And I have to say as a customer out there, I'm, I always lean towards, can I get a voice, a person to speak to, rather than going through the, the, the telephone tree, like you were pointing out earlier. So, I, you know, I've got to ask you, as you reflect on your career, what most challenged your dedication to the customer first? Well, well, very clearly, what I what I addressed earlier is, is the pressure, the pressure on constantly the, the pressure on, on money on the con that owners and, and understandably so don't 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 think I don't understand don't think that there is not a certain right to that and 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 the, the owner will pressure you constantly to compromise your product. I, for me, I was not only building hotels, I was building a brand. And each hotel was owned by different owners. So I have a, I have a, a, a hotel in a great location and I'm running an average rate a night of $500. And then I'm another location, I have an average rate of $200. The, the, the owner of the $200 rate hotel will come to me and say, why do you use this expensive fine shampoo? You're using the same one in the hotel that it makes $500. That makes no sense. <laughs> yes, it does make sense. Because <laughs> that is my brand. I cannot compromise that. And so the, so the pressure is on, not only with the shampoo, but with everything else. The pressure is on to compromise a product. But if I would be giving in, on it and lower my, my standard of my print, I would also punish the hotel that have a $500 rate because I'm now establishing the, uh, the negative for my print. So this pressure that was constant, that threatened with lawsuit constantly, those kind of things. And you see, there I am, the CEO, and I'm totally pulled in so those kind of issues, the, the lawsuit, the slip and fall, the, the acquisition, the new hotel, uh, uh, and so I'm pretty soon that's where I concentrate on rather than concentrate on the service to the customer. And that is the danger which the CEO today experiences constantly. And pretty soon the CEO forgets totally what the company is really creating, what really makes money but it's taking care of the huge urgencies of the day. And, and that is why this all happens. Anyway, it reminds me, I'm reflecting on what you've been saying so far, and this really does tie back to what's your vision to, for the long term. And that means what are you compromising, and is it, does that really 
fall in line when you define excellence for your brand and for what it is that you're building. And your examples there make a lot of sense. You know, here's what we're going to do. Let's, we're at a commercial break right now, and when we come back, I want to continue this conversation about customer service and the core value of really caring for others. And so for everyone out there, during the commercial break, go to my website, and we will catch all of you back here on the other side of the commercial break. Stay tuned. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Something beautiful is happening on Mondays here each week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Join Rachel Corpus, angel communicator and psychic medium, along with her holy team, The Collective, when they'll share messages that guide you, heal you, and remind you that you are divine. Rachel loves introducing people to their own angels. And now she is here each week to do just that and so much more. Catch the show, You Are Divine, every Monday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you where you want to be right now? We live our lives sometimes looking at others and thinking, the grass is always greener on their side, not realizing that we have the power within us to pursue our dreams. It begins with a head start in the right direction, and that head start is with host Carla D. Walker and From the Inside Out. Believe in your abilities and take action. Listen live every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The White House doctor makes house calls. Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Transformational Energy Leadership. To reach Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey or his guest today, you are welcome to call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, send it to mwoolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com. Now, back to this week's show. And we are back. Today, my guest, Horst Schultz, and I have been talking about the value of really valuable insights from his perspective on customer service. He's the co-founder of the Ritz-Carlton and now CEO of the Capella Hotels and Resorts. And Horace certainly knows what sets one brand apart from another, and that's care. And so, Horace, why is the hospitality industry the best for people in other industries to learn service from? Well, I, well, I would say that there are other industries that do very well in serving the customer. I mean, but, uh, of course, in, this, in, the, in the hospitality industry, or the, the, we are consciously 
aware, we are conscious, we were hired to care for customers. And so automatically we concentrate our thinking, our processes around that in, in most, most cases. So that's why, that's why today many, uh, many other organizations hire people out of hospitality, uh, hospitals, uh, other companies, banks, and so on, are actually looking for hospitality people to get into, to, to bring them into the industries because of this understanding. And I, think, I believe also, forgive me that I said that, that when we created Rich Carlton, we kind of established a new level and, and showed the world that caring really pays. That because we we clearly became the leader in the industry, and and uh, and consequently many other industries looked and because of our voltage winning, hundreds and hundreds of companies came to us to study our thinking and our processes of how we create uh, how we create an experience in the hotel and create service. So we have I think we had huge impact on on the on industries uh, overall. I would say so. And for everyone out there listening, step foot into a hotel, look at what the things that you like and what are the things that you don't like. I don't know, another example, Horst, I have for you, I was just in an emergency hospital, hospital with a friend, and it was amazing the parts that worked really well, well, and then there were other parts I thought, wow, if they would have just cleaned up that mess or maybe if the food was hot when they brought it to the room, the whole experience would have been so much better. So you can step back and just look at within yourself and what you're doing for yourself and your organization and how you're leading and working with others to put that critical eye on it. What's the experience that the customer's having? And you're, you're really bringing that home. I want to switch gears a little bit and ask you, Horst, how did you create a new company from the Ritz-Carlton brand? Well, uh, I, well, uh, I, re- I retired from Ritz Carlton after after twenty years nearly. I started from no hotels. When I left, we had opened fifty five hotels. By the time I left, we were a global company. We were the number one brand in in the in the world, and so on. So it, the painting was painted. I, I the, you can only add a few more if you have fifty hotels or seventy or what does, what's the difference. And besides that, I was traveling 250 days a year. So I made a decision that I wanted, I, I wanted to retire, but I, on the, I retired on a Friday or the weekend. I realized what I really like to do in life is run hotels. So on Monday, I told my wife, I'm going to do it one more time in a very small way. But uh, so I decided to go to what had developed in the meantime. And there was a new market segment. Uh, the, the market, the luxury change started changing about 20 years ago into two areas: one affordable luxury and one ultra luxury. Uh, if you would have asked 20 years ago somebody what's a great luxury car, everybody would have said Mercedes. If you ask today, they would probably say Bentley. And uh, uh, also, so th- there was a change, and I wanted to to try that in, in, in a very small way. I didn't want to create a company. I wanted to have one or two hotels and be connected to it closely because I love the industry. So it's not over. But it, it, it's, it so happens it is, it's developing into a company, and, and, uh, and we, are, we are running this uh, ultra-luxury company. I'm, I'm sure most of your listeners have 
seen a Capella Hotel when you saw President Trump meet with, with Kim in, in, in uh, Singapore. That was our hotel. That was a Capella Hotel. It's an ultra-luxury hotel. So um, we have hotels in Asia and Europe. And so I did it because of the love of it. But I'm, I'm kind of phasing out. I'm selling the company. I'm phasing out now. Uh-huh. Yes. And, but your, and your love comes through from the age of 14 all the way to what you're doing now. I'm curious. You said you're about to phase out. What's the next chapter in your life? Well, I'm, I'm doing, well, I finished just a book, as you know, where, I, where I, everything we discussed kind of break it down very careful. And, and I'm taking it and, and helping other companies to implement it in the organization. I'm working with, with three organizations now in a consulting way to put these thoughts into the organization. Uh, it is very rewarding, by the way, because I see, uh, see uh, I have seen it some com- uh, with some companies, they make it a program, and the companies that work now, they make it really their mission to change the organization. And uh, I make speeches, and of course, uh, <laughs> made a, wrote a book, so that is my life, to try to pass this thinking on to others and help them to organize it. It's, everybody would agree it's common sense, but you know, I have worked for years to put it into process organization, processed organization, and that's what I'm helping. Nobody would that's argue right. that it's the right thing, obviously, uh, but uh, <laughs> to, to organize it, I have learned that, uh, making many mistakes, and I help people now to, or, to bring it in without making those mistake, mistakes. Gotcha. Well, I, that's great. And in, the, in there, there's an element of paying it forward, too. I, I have to ask you, because on my show, I talk about focus on energy being a really key component and how we can be transformational as leaders. What's your perspective on leadership and, and energy and the impact it can have on others? Well, well, clearly, I mean, if you're going to a certain destination, you need the energy and the strength to go there. And, it, 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 for me, you know, let me, let me break it down into a model, if you will. A great leader has okay. a vision that is of value to all concerned. I touched that. A great leader commits himself or herself to that vision. A great leader then identifies the steps and processes to get to that vision. And then he, he implements them. Now, the next thing is the great leader keeps focus on it. And that's where the energy is needed, to have the inner fortitude to keep on focusing on that vision and don't get sidetracked for moments and, and, and uh, cost moments and elements. Don't get sidetracked, but keep on going toward that vision because the all rewards lie in the vision, not in, in, in focusing and explanation and explanations why it can be done. And a leader doesn't have right, have right to, to make excuses. There are always excuses. A leader has to, has to find the inner fortitude to keep focus on the vision. If he, find, he or she finds that, then he has the energy to go to it because that vision is of great value to him, to the company, to everybody. He, he will find that, or that if he focuses, he or she focuses on the vision. And that's the model of great leadership for me. And of course, of course, it could take take longer explanation, and but that's what it is. Well, you said it nicely. So for all of us listening to you right now, is to really hold on to 
fortitude, don't get sidetracked, and keep your eye on the vision. That's the energy that drives drives things forward. I, before we go to the break, I have to ask you, in your the epilogue of your book called Excellence Wins, you mentioned your Christian faith. How do your beliefs yeah. influence your drive for excellence? Well, you know, I mean, it's believers like everything else is a decision you make. I mean, either the decision evolves that you believe, or you, or, you, or the decision, or, or you make a decision all of a sudden, or, or it evolves that you don't believe. Whatever, it's a decision. I made a decision to believe. That's simple. And and once I once you do that, I will say what I'm believing in. You start starting it, and you run into something that is for me the absolute shocking beauty. As common as as well as it's known, it was still a shock to me that when 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 God says when Moses says and later Jesus says says love your neighbor as yourself, and if I, when I contemplated that, it gives me a real shock. Wait a minute, I, I I really can't quite do that, but I can try, and I cannot in that mm-hmm. moment, I cannot dismiss my customer or my employees or my boss or my wife or everybody as my neighbor. Now, how am I going to love them as myself? By doing the utmost to, to work for their success, be committed to their success, with others again have a vision that is good for them all. In that moment, I come as close as I humanly can come to serving all my neighbors, all of them, as myself. And that's very uh, great role. Right. I love what you're saying there. Once you make a choice and it's beliefs, some might say values, when you really take those in and live those, that drives the way that you treat others. And that's right. yeah, very well said. We're, we're at a break again. And so when we return horse. We're going to bring all these valuable insights down to some succinct next steps. I'd like to have for for the guests after they leave the show, what can they take from this conversation and and apply in their daily lives going forward? So for everyone out there listening, when we come back, Horst will do that for us. So stay tuned, and we'll see you back here on the other side. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Tune in to The James Dentley Show and learn strategies for success in business and in life. Dr. James Dentley is a proven success coach who knows how to convert good into great. You'll find out from the achievers and leaders how they got to be the success stories that they are. And Dr. Dentley and his guests will give you the tools you need to follow in their footsteps. It's time to become the best version of you. Listen to The James Dentley Show, Fridays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on Voice America Empowerment. Are you a game changer in disguise? Are you tired of waking up every day saying, they soar like eagles and I'm stuck in the nest? Well, wonder no more. It's time to soar. Of the world's millionaires, billionaires, and game changers, almost all started with at least one unique idea. Join Crystal for a controversial look at triumphs, tragedies, tools, and secrets for living a fun, financially free life with their successful guests. Listen to Soaring with Eagles, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific time on Voice America Empowerment and get ready to soar. 
Life can be confusing at times. There can be uncertainty, disappointment, and an inability to clearly see where you're headed. But it doesn't have to be this way at all if you understand how to take the next step in your life. Tune in to Living the Miracle with your hosts, Michael and Raphael Tamora. We'll help you to find the deeper meaning that awaits you in your life, have certainty in yourself, and learn to be clairvoyant. Listen Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Transformational Energy Leadership. To reach Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey or his guest today, you are welcome to call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, send it to mwoolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, everyone. We have been talking today about how to be truly transformational. In essence, you must care. And my guest, Horst Schultz, has shared so many concepts, values, and ideas from his years of experience in the world of customer service. And so, Horst, before the break, I said, when we come back, we'd like to have you bring everything together for us. What should the listening audience remember from today's conversation about customer service and the value of caring for others? How can we apply this? Uh, maybe uh, I, I, broke, I tell you I broke my book down in true basically if you notice or not into two segments. Number one, and I, let me give it up. Uh, understand you you know that you have to understand the market. Market. One, number one is the market. If you don't understand the market, you 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 will be nowhere in 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 a business. Number two. Understand your employees, because if you don't have employees that focus on giving the market what the market wants, all of them, you're probably going to fail. Number three, you have to be a leader to come accomplish that focus. You have to be a leader and lead people. Lead, leadership applies, and I want to emphasize that again, that you have a great objective for all concerned. Not, not only for the bottom line. It, the bottom line, it, that's, is part of it, of course. But there is a great objective for everybody. And the other thing that I, I hope that people get, and, and, and each individual get, and the leaders of people, that those managers, that they get it, you're leading human beings. And, and there is a huge moral responsibility here. Lead them to what? Lead them to excellence. Lead them to, to value to them. But individually, no, you're also leading yourself. What is your vision? Where do you lead yourself? Who do you want to be? Understanding you are leading yourself to whatever you want. You are defining yourself every day. And one day, when, when you're way, way older and you look back, the one thing you cannot avoid is seeing yourself. So what do you want to see when you look back? Where are you leading yourself to? And consciously thinking about that, we, many people don't think about it. You have to consciously think about it as an individual. But if you lead a company or department, whatever, then you have to include, of course, the business. You have to include now all employees. You have to include society. You have to include everybody. It is all vision. And the decision, no, it's, it's a decision now to go there. 
It's all a decision. And as I said before, if I believe in God or not, it happens to be nothing but a decision. Because I can't prove either way. It's a decision. Everything is in life decision. To be excellent is a decision. But I, I submit to you, I submit to you, beauty lies in, in, in going after excellence. If, uh, mediocrity is being the bottom of good and the top of bad. Mediocrity is nothing. And if you let yourself flounder, you end up in, in mediocrity or below. Only if you have a clear goal and objective that way you make a decision for and go for it, will you, will you end up with something excellent? Or, or you wait for luck, but luck is not a strategy. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Ask people in Las Vegas, I think. I yeah, really, yeah. really appreciate what you're, what you're saying here. It's really making that decision, being committed to that decision, and looking forward to where you want to go and, and driving towards that and not getting sidetracked, as you said before. So I really appreciate everything that you've and, shared today. I, I really, I, I, mean, I'm really, I mean this, I'm not telling something. I really wrote a book to help people to do that, help a CEO to refocus better, help a young people to know I can be successful if I'm creating excellence. And that's the whole purpose of the book. And I, I pray that I, I literally, I literally, I mean, people think I'm selling it now. I'm not. Uh, literally, I pray that, that people get the book and really internalize it. And that I, I would, if I would know that somebody is successful before of, before, uh, because of it, that would be my real reward. Absolutely. And to, to remind everyone out there, the name of his book is Excellent Wins, colon, A No-Nonsense Guide to Becoming the Best in a World of Compromise. And we've talked about how we can all get compromised and easily sidetracked in our daily lives, what we're doing, and the goal and the mission for all of us here is to know what your vision is, make the choices, because we all, everything's a decision, as Horst has told us about, and stick to those beliefs. Thank you, Horst, so much for being with us today. And I have to ask you if our listening audience would like to contact you after the show what would be the best way for them to connect, connect well, with you? Uh, 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 there's a website with my name, and, uh, and in, by the way, in the book on the end, there is a, is a contact in there also. And on uh, uh, Amazon.com, you can connect, I think, right into my website too. And you can book, so. Fantastic. Right. So there we have it, everyone. Yes. And Horst, thank you so much. And I know that you're a person who really espouses and you do and you walk the talk and so I just thank you so much for your time today and for all my listening audience out there please send us comments feedback we'd love to hear it and if you have a topic you want covered on the show or if you know someone who can bring some enlightenment to our conversations about this world of transformational energy leadership please let me know and contact me. You can go to my website, that's transformationalenergyleadership.com. Send me a message to M. Wolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com and, of course, on this platform. And so for everyone out there, harness your positive energy and lead that transformation. We'll talk with you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Transformational Energy Leadership. Please join Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey again for another edition next Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time 
on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week.